Welcome to the Holistic Healing Connection podcast with your host, holistic practitioner and mentor, Amber Cook. Join Amber and her guests weekly for insight and practical tips to help you succeed on your path to wellness. This episode is sponsored by HealingWays.com, nurturing business, cultivating health, growing community. Your one-stop holistic health resource, HealingWaze.com. Hi, I'm Amber Cook. I've spent my life practicing and experimenting with holistic and alternative healthcare because I believe it is the real healthcare, the way to well-being. So stick around because your holistic healing connection starts right now. Wouldn't it be awesome if healthcare were a joy rather than what it usually is, a burden? Well, Dr. Mary Galloway's passion is making healthcare more joyful. She's a naturopathic physician located in Oregon and a wealth of knowledge. You can find out more about Mary at joyofhealthclinic.com or in the show notes. I think you're going to love this episode. Thank you for being here today. I am here with my friend and my doctor, actually. I'm honored to call her my doctor now. Uh, Dr. Mary Galloway, a naturopathic physician and owner of Joy of Health Naturopathic Clinic in Newburgh, Oregon, and recently started offering telemedicine. What that means is if you are in Oregon, you don't have to be in Newburgh to work with Mary. Um, she is uh, fully licensed and covered by most insurance. We are very lucky to have that option here in Oregon. Unfortunately, that's not the case throughout most of the country yet. We are hopefully, by doing, by doing this, hoping to um, help bring awareness to naturopathic medicine and how beneficial it is and hoping that things will change and the rest of the country will jump on board and be like Oregon. <laughs> um, because I truly believe naturopathic medicine saved my life when I first discovered it in 2003. And so again, I am honored to have my doctor, Mary, here representing. Um, so Mary, before we go on, um, I wanted to just thank you for being here, of course. And then secondly, I wanted to ask you to start out about your mission statement is making health a joy, not a burden, which I totally love. Uh, so why don't you tell our listeners what that means to you? Thank you, Amber. I'm really glad to be here. Health should be a joy, not a burden. Um, a lot of conventional and some natural health care is very extreme. It's very toxic. And the side effects can actually be worse than the illness you have. And some of the treatments can be very regimented, very strict, and very hard to follow. And my philosophy is if I'm not willing to do it, I'm not going to ask you to do it either. And I don't expect you to become a monk trying to be healthy. You still have to live your life and work it in with everything else you're trying to do. So at Joy of Health, we try to accommodate you as best we can. Nice. Yeah, I like that. I like when, like, for my first visit with you, you didn't go overboard on the supplements, which I know naturopathic medicine can kind of get a bad rap for that sometimes. Uh, you were very conservative with it. You gave me a short-term plan and a long-term plan. Um, just super impressed by that. Uh, what does a, what does a typical appointment with you look like? 
The first appointment is where we really get to understand you. We do a nutritional assessment, we do a hormone assessment, and a physical, urinalysis, all those things that will tell me all the big picture. Because what I'm looking at is you're like a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle. And I want to see all the pieces and how they fit together to get the whole picture. And if any pieces are missing, we don't quite have a whole picture. Yeah. And so we want to look, if you have, you know, what we can do standard labs. Um, and if you have them, I'm not going to reinvent the wheel. We can actually use the ones you have if they're not very old. And once we kind of get a baseline on what's going on with labs and the, the assessments, then we start with a plan. And so for the first visit, you'll do a, a physical just like you would normally do with any doctor. And we will look at all the pieces and decide which ones are the most important because a lot of times you have multiple things happening and we, we can't address everything immediately. <laughs> yeah. We work that way. But if we can start with the most important issues and then work our way through the rest of them and eventually get down to the basics where it all started. Um, and then that's where the long-term plan comes in is mm -hmm. to get you out of the um, immediate symptoms, but get you in a place where you won't have those um, issues come up again. Mm -hmm. Kind of tonic, kind of a tonic as you will, to help strengthen the body to prepare it for anything that might come up in the future. Mm. And looking really deep, uh, my background is um, Agatha Christie Mysteries and Perry Mason, where you always had to figure out who done it. Uh-huh. You know, like the clue game, was it the yeah. butler in the library with, with the wrench? Um, we're going to dig down and figure that out eventually. Uh-huh. As you go through the wellness process, other symptoms may pop up that we're not screaming as loud as the original ones and we'll address those you will get some supplements and some nutritional advice I don't like to give a lot of supplements because if something is goes great or goes poorly we don't know which one is doing it and so yeah. we want to bring those in one or two at a time and then as your symptoms change as you get healthier we will start pulling some uh, supplements out putting different ones in giving you more long-term um, maintenance programs, things like that. And so you won't, you won't see thousands of dollars of supplements on the first visit. You, you may, and if your insurance pays for things like labs, we will, get, we will use that to your advantage. Mm -hmm. yeah. You pay for that insurance and we might as well make the best of it. That's one of the things I'm most impressed with um, seeing you and any naturopath that I've ever been to. You guys always seem to be, uh, very mindful of our insurance, more so than any uh, conventional medical doctor I have ever been to. Um, it just it just feels like you're being fully taken care of all the way to the point of making sure you know to keep an eye on what the insurance covers and doesn't cover. Um, I think that's an amazing piece as well, kind of the side piece to actually taking care of your health. But I mean the insurance piece and what it covers and doesn't cover is really stressful. And I've just noticed that most naturopaths are really good at keeping an eye and being mindful of that as well. Super appreciated as a patient. Well, until the last few years, a lot of it was never covered by insurance and many states still don't. Um, Oregon is really fortunate to have a lot of medical coverage. And so we were always very sensitive to being able to pay. Mm -hmm. and do things that were the most bang for the buck. Yeah. And so the insurance is just the next step. 
is what can we get covered and how much is it going to cover and then how can we address the, the rest of it that's going to be self-paid. Mm -hmm. You know, there's going to be a self-pay part. There, there, there always is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, um, you let's, need that extra. no, right. So you're helping with the stress part too. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> um, and also I just want to mention too, and I think this is true. Naturopathic doctors in Oregon can also prescribe, uh, prescription medication, not just herbs and supplements. Correct? That's true. We can prescribe anything that's naturally derived. Okay. For instance, we can prescribe armor thyroid for hypothyroidism. We can't prescribe synthroid, but oh. we can. So if it's naturally derived, that's on our list. And so things like penicillin, um, those kind of things are in our formulary. And I'm different naturopaths have different feelings about this. Um, my feeling is let's start with the natural remedies and see how it goes. But if something gets really serious, mm -hmm. we have that as a backup. You know, you wouldn't want to use penicillin first thing, but if you're really, really sick and you've got a serious bacterial infection that my typical antibacterial herbals will not cover, mm -hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what you need to nice. make sure you're safe. So we do have a lot of options. We have a very big toolbox to work with. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I love about it. Um, so let's step back just a little bit and I want to know, I kind of know bits and pieces of this story of how you became a naturopath, but I would love for you to um, go a little bit more into detail and share with everybody. When I was in undergrad, I started out as pre-med and when I was taking anatomy, I realized that there was something philosophically wrong with medicine. And so I changed my major and I ended up doing something different. But I still loved health, herbs, things like that. When I ended up getting working in engineering and a bunch of different fields, the whole time I would be taking mail order courses on herbal medicine, learning about the different herbs. And I realized I understood the herbs, but I didn't really understand how the body works. So I wasn't really sure when you would use what. And due to circumstances, I ended up living in Oregon and I learned about um, National College in Portland. And I figured that was my calling. And so I quit my job and I went to school and I, my preparation was I was going to be an herbalist and that was it. <laughs> and I ended up doing nutrition and homeopathy and physical medicine and all the great stuff that we learn in natural medicine, natural Catholic college. And I graduated in 2000. I opened my clinic in 2001 then 9-11 hit and we had the big recession right afterwards and insurance was not covering at the time and people were holding on to their money because of the recession mm -hmm. and I was still buried in student loans so we ended up closing the clinic for financial reasons mm -hmm. and I ended up going in the dietary supplement industry and started formulating supplements and I did that for 14 years and I learned how to manufacture and formulate uh, tablets, capsules, liquids, powders, gummy bears, <laughs> all that stuff. And then um, by the luck of fortune, in 2017, the company I was working for was sold and my position was um, deleted. And this was my opportunity to open the clinic again. Mm -hmm. And so in June of 2017, I opened the clinic and now we have some insurances are covering. I knew a lot more about supplements and 
which products were good supplements and which ingredients were appropriate for what. Mm -hmm. The clinic just took off. So nice. That's where I ended up being where I am. And it's actually the best thing that's ever happened is coming back to doing this. I totally love it. I, all my patients are awesome. And when somebody asks me what is the best thing about the day, it's when somebody says, well, I feel great. Mm. To me, that's the ultimate in doing what I do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think being in medicine, any form of medicine, you just have to um, have that passion for making people feel better. And when you get that validation from them, that is amazing. Um, now, I know that you had some personal health challenges in the past um, as well. Did any of that play into your um, desire to follow natural medicine? It did. The first one was in my late 20s. My diet was pretty horrific. I had no idea. I, for breakfast, I would eat a bag of M&Ms and drink a Diet Coke. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty awful. And I started having gallbladder issues. And my gastroenterologist said, oh, we'll just take it out. You'll feel marvelous. And mm. that I went through. And I, that's when I started really understanding how nutrition really helps. Yeah. And then when I was in medical school, I actually had adrenal fatigue so serious that I missed 16 weeks of school. And wow. that's when I started to understand stress and fatigue and how it really affects the body. And mm -hmm. that really shaped some of the um, focus for my clinic is how to help people through that as I learned to deal with it on my own. Yeah. What are some of the ways that you um, treated the adrenal fatigue? Or mm -hmm. had somebody treat you? I used um, some herbal adaptogens, which are herbs that help support your stress response, mm -hmm. uh, like, like ashwagandha and ginseng. And I used uh, B vitamins and vitamin C, which definitely support the uh, adrenals. Mm -hmm. And I also used a lot of low-fat protein powders to help support the protein needs of the adrenals at the time. Mm -hmm. And then I did a lot of um, meditation, nutrition, cut the sugars back, sugar and caffeine. Um, you crave those when your adrenals are tired, but that's like when you're, when you're running a race, somebody just keep pushing you from the back and say, run faster, run faster, you're mm -hmm. already exhausted. Um, those yeah. things, they really beat on your adrenals. And so I learned how to um, address that. And I also learned how to notice my own particular symptoms when I'm starting to feel stressed or my adrenals are starting to feel tired so I can address them immediately and not let them get out of hand again. Mm -hmm. well, that kind of thing. Um, when people come in and start telling me their symptoms, um, trouble falling asleep, trouble waking up, feeling very tired in mid-afternoon, uh, feeling really shaky or having a headache if they don't eat right away, mm -hmm. um, craving food, like give me something to eat or somebody's going to get hurt, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Those are all very, very typical of adrenal problems. Uh -huh. And they can also spread to the other parts of the body because the adrenals and the thyroid and ovaries and pancreas, they're all super friendly. And if one of them's having a struggle, the others will try to help. And pretty soon they're all tired. Uh -huh. And so sometimes people with hypothyroidism, the first symptom they'll come in with is a low libido or if they're having adrenal issues, they'll also have symptoms of hypothyroidism, like super dry hair. Um, and that's why you kind of go through this whole short-term, long-term plan, because mm -hmm. you want to address the symptoms and 
possibly start with the adrenal, but then eventually we need to tonify all those other organs as well so they can get back where they need to be. Mm, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Mary can't talk about this, but I can. Uh, she's helping me through my hypothyroid and I'm pretty sure I might have adrenal fatigue as well <laughs> and various other uh, things. And I um, have already noticed that I feel better. Um, and we've she's just been so conservative with, um, with what she's doing. It's awesome. Um, so I want to go back to, so you talked about symptoms of adrenal fatigue. Uh, are there any, and see, this is where I think naturopathic medicine is amazing because you are treating the underlying causes of these symptoms, not just going after the symptom itself. Um, but uh, what are some of the like diseases that can manifest out of adrenal fatigue? You know, like any of the big ones, I mean, can hypothyroid be a, a disease that starts from adrenal fatigue or how, how does you that work? Can, you can see things like that. Hypothyroidism. You can also see, um, symptoms of very bad menopause symptoms. Mm flashes, um, things like that, that can be a, a, a sequelae of adrenal fatigue. Uh -huh. um, hypothyroidism can actually contribute to high triglycerides. And oh. so if your cholesterol and triglycerides are going up, it could be because your thyroid is not functioning well. Oh, um, so that doesn't mean that you need, that your body is craving a, or a prescription medicine. <laughs> not necessarily. Um, somebody likened it to you've got a, a leak in your kitchen and it's dripping on the kitchen table and you hire a contractor and he comes in and says, Oh, the leaks right here. It fixes it. And, and the next time it rains, it starts to leak again. And you call him back and he goes, Oh, I can't help you. You have leaky roof syndrome. There's nothing for it. And so you call a natural contractor and they come in and they figure out that the leak is actually on the other side of the house and the water's running through the roof and coming in. And instead of just putting a bucket on the table, they fix where it actually is coming from. Yes. That's, that's kind of where we want to go is find out where that's at. And, yes. and, and the other thing about like adrenal and um, the pancreas, especially like diabetes type two mm -hmm. and hypothyroidism, I'm, I'm not a, I, in the short term plan, I may give you a hormone like armor thyroid, yeah. but in the long term plan, the goal is to, strengthen the thyroid so you don't need the supplemental hormone. Mm -hmm. I truly believe that if you give somebody hormones and they're, they're, the glands are still functioning, they'll go on vacation. And they'll be like, oh, you've got plenty. I don't need to work. And they'll just like sit back. And so what we want to do is one, get the symptoms down. And we can do that sometimes with hormones. Yeah. But then quantify those glands so they can function on their own. Mm. And then hopefully the goal is to not be taking those hormones anymore. Yeah. And that is the goal. And even if we just get you to taking just a little bit, um, that's still better. Yeah. Because we're just trying to get you the best where you can be. Yeah. And wherever you are is fine. And wherever you end up is fine. We're oh. just where you can go and, yeah. and not, and not beat ourselves up over how far we get. Mm -hmm. and, and everybody's going to end up in a, in a spot that's just right for them. Oh, I love that. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. I don't think a medical doctor would ever say that. <laughs> I've had several who have told their patients you will never get off prescription X and uh -huh. you did. 
Yeah. I couldn't figure out why, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I hear and that I, from a lot of people. I don't want to, I don't want to bash conventional medicine. Yeah. If, no, if, I a, if I was in a big car wreck, I'm going to the ER. I'm not coming yeah. to me. Yeah. And the way they're trained, they're doing, they want to help you. Yes. And they're doing the best they can within the training they had. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we have to honor that, but that doesn't mean we have to just be limited by it either. Yes. That's, that's beautiful. And that's very true. And I know, I know a lot of naturopathic doctors work with medical doctors. So, you know, they're, like you said, if one of your patients gets in, into something that you cannot do with your training, you're going to hopefully, I know you will, and hopefully other naturopathic doctors will work with a medical doctor to get that person the best treatment possible. Absolutely. I have referred people to gastroenterologists for colonoscopies. Mm-hmm. I've referred people up to specialists at Oregon Health Sciences University. Yeah. If, if that's what you need, if medicine, I consider a team sport. Yeah. We need to bring people in who are appropriate at the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm not afraid to do that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think everyone should have both an MD and an ND on their health team. I, I use mine as my primary care provider, which luckily in Oregon, I can do that. Not necessarily, my insurance doesn't necessarily um, say that like she's my primary care provider, but that's who I go see. You know, I see a naturopath for all the just regular health checkup things and have been doing that for, I don't know, 15 years or so. Um, very lucky to be able to do that in Oregon. And I think even if you're in a state that your insurance doesn't cover it, you can still see your naturopath as your, as your own personal primary doctor, yet you still do need to work with a, a medical doctor as well. Um, sure. And especially in states where it's, they're not licensed and there's not the insurance coverage and stuff, definitely. Um, but I definitely am so grateful and thankful that I live in Oregon for, for a few reasons. And this is definitely one of them. Um, so I want to talk about another, so we talked about adrenal fatigue, which is huge now with all the stress in everybody's lives. It seems like, um, that's probably something you see people for a lot. Um, and then also the other one is autoimmune disease which is kind of a, you know, a buzzword type thing in the medical community and natural alternative holistic medicine as well. Um, Let's talk about autoimmune disease. What can you do for someone with autoimmune disease? What is it? I guess let's start with that because some people don't really know what that means. Autoimmune disease is actually a category of illnesses. There's over 150 different autoimmune diseases and there's basically two parts to it. One part is the immune system is not functioning right. Either it's hyper or it's not giving you enough immune support. And then the second piece of it is whatever part of the body is being attacked as as the body thinking it's not self. Um, Mm. And so when I look at that, um, we will do immune supporting protocols and then we will do specialized supplements for whatever the, the attack victim is. Say you have um, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, we would do the immune protocol, but then we would do um, treatments for the thyroid to help support it while we're getting the immune system back where it needs to be. Um, in rheumatoid arthritis, we would be working with the joints as in addition to doing the immune support. 
Mm -hmm. And if somebody has an autoimmune disease, and a lot of times there's a family history of it, um, there's a really, really good chance they will have more than one over their lifetime. Um, that's, it's just your body is predisposed to believing that different things are not self and attacking. And so you could have our RA or, and then you could get an immune uh, attack on some other part of the body. Mm -hmm. And so once we address and help support the original autoimmune disease, then we start looking at other body systems and help strengthen them so that they do not get attacked in the future. Mm -hmm. Again, we're at the short-term plan and the long-term plan. And yeah. the long-term plan is to not contract, I guess you could say, another autoimmune disease. To help keep your immune system where it's supposed to be and function optimally and then help your body not believe that there's different sections of your body that aren't self. Mm -hmm. And that takes a really long time. It takes a lot of um, investigative work to figure out what's going on. And that's kind of hard to do in a 10 minute visit like you would typically go to a conventional doctor for. And so they, they tend to shy away from those a little bit because they just, they're just not set up for that kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas with a visit with a naturopath, you can typically expect visits to last anywhere between 30 minutes to hour, hour and a half. Yeah. It's really normal. I, I don't have any visits less than 30 minutes. Yeah. And we go through everything and every, every, symptom or everything you feel is really important and so when you do visit a naturopath don't be afraid to say you know i've got this weird thing i'm thinking or i've got this symptom i have no idea what it means it all goes together and we will figure that out mm -hmm. um, the more you can tell us the better picture we get and the better we can we can help that is one of the things i love as well and just sit there and go I have this and I have this and oh, all of a sudden I realized I have this weird thing and I forgot to tell you about this weird thing that I had. And it does seem to be just pieces of a puzzle. I can, mm -hmm. I can normally see you and other doctors just kind of working in there. I can see it moving around in your brain like, oh, okay. Um, you guys are definitely detectives for sure. <laughs> that, that's the fun part for me is, is to go research these seemingly unrelated symptoms and figure things out. Um, when I learned that hypothyroidism could cause high triglycerides, I was ecstatic. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is great. This is something that I don't think a lot of people know. And now when I see this combination, I know exactly what it means. Yeah. Yeah. That, I love that. Rather than just go, oh, you have high triglycerides. Let's just treat you for that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, Amazing that you're looking at the whole picture because we're all so complex, you know, nobody's body is the same and our symptoms don't always present the same either. So you've got that challenge that you have to pay attention to, um, which uh, I feel like naturopathic doctors for the majority do a really good job at um, over, over conventional medicine. Um, so yeah. So what about regenerative medicine? What is that? That's a new type of treatment that's coming into the, into the medical field. It's still considered experimental by insurance companies. Okay. But, um, places like Harvard and Stanford and the Mayo Clinic are looking at it. And what it is, um, many of you may have heard it as stem cell therapy. 
Oh yeah. Okay. And it's a little bigger than that. Um, what happens is there's a couple ways we can um, uh, approach this. When you're born, you have a ton of cells called mesenchymal stem cells. We call them MSCs. And their job is to learn about an injury or an illness and travel to that site and orchestrate the healing of that, of that area. And as we're kids, we get sick, we fall, we get cut, we just, you know, we're just getting beat up right and left. And those stem cells do their job and eventually they, they wear out and they're not regenerated. And so by the time you're in the 20s, you've used up about 90% of those stem cells just keeping yourself going and fixing all the stuff that's happening. And so what happens is as you get in your 40s, maybe your 50s, you can still do what you did in your 20s, but you just can't heal quite as fast. And that's because those stem cells are, they're, they're a little slower, they're not quite as potent, you know, they, they don't stimulate the healing as well as they used to. And what I use it for is for joint pain, particularly like knee pain, where um, you've had some degeneration, maybe from arthritis or overuse, mm -hmm. and the cartilage, um, the the tendons, the bone, it's starting to wear away and it's getting really painful. The, you can inject stem cells plus um, natural healing factors into the joint and it will bring your natural healing cells into the area to start rebuilding the cartilage and the connective tissue and the bone. Wow. And that works different from, um, like, you, and it, it'll help with pain and stuff, but it works a little different. Like, let's say your, your knee hurts and you take Tylenol. Well, that'll help reduce the pain, but it doesn't help it heal at all. And so pain is a, is a sign that something's wrong and it makes you not want to use that joint. Mm -hmm. and if you don't have pain, you'll just keep using it and kind of keep beating it up a little worse. Yeah. Uh, so things like that, things like cortisone shots do, are a very similar thing. They'll stop the pain temporarily, but they won't help. Mm -hmm. um, other, other treatments like physical therapy, they're really good to help retrain the body after an injury, but they don't help regrow anything. Whereas yeah. regenerative medicine actually helps the body regrow and helps um, the body put the, the joint back into a place that it needs to be. And wow. if, you're, if it's pretty um, degenerated, you probably won't get back to 100% of what it was, but if you could get back to the point where you could go back to gardening or you can take a walk with your kids or things, that's, that's actually really great. Mm -hmm. um, um, I, I had, I, what I do is um, I use it in combination with some other natural therapies like um, hyperbaric oxygen, um, microcurrent electrical stimulation, uh, homeopathy, some things like that to kind of really optimize that healing process. Mm -hmm. um, one example, I had a patient early 40s, uh, worked in retail, and retail is nothing but concrete floors. Yeah. They were on track to go into management. Well, management works even more hours than the regular staff, and mm -hmm. they were concerned about being on that concrete floor because their knees were starting to hurt. And so we did, we did a series of regenerative medicine, and the initial injection puts fluid in the joint and that fluid actually made the knee feel better immediately because it just provided an instant cushion. Mm -hmm. Then it started the healing process. And the healing process can last four to eight months. And it's just working 24-7, getting that back where it was. And 
their knee felt better enough that it was not part of the decision on whether or not to be going to management. Um, and ultimately they didn't because they decided that it wasn't for them, but their, their knee pain was not part of the decision. It was, there was a decision from the heart. And mm -hmm. so they could focus on what really mattered to them and not have that be in the way of what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause things like knee pain and shoulder pain are things that can really impact your whole life. Um, recently I had a shoulder injury and had that experience myself and it really impacted a lot of my life. And it's like, it's just your shoulder. You move those things, your knees, your shoulders, I mean, your whole body, but you know, if every movement causes pain, uh, that's going to impact a lot, including decisions to take jobs or not. <laughs> well, and if one joint hurts, you're going to favor other joints mm -hmm. and pretty soon they're going to start hurting and pretty soon you're not moving as much and pretty soon you're missing out on activities that you really want to do. Yeah. When you, when, when you consider things like regenerative medicine, um, you want to kind of look backwards and forwards. Um, I think of the movie um, Christmas Carol where they had Christmas past, present, and future. Mm -hmm. If you look back five years, how, how was your pain? You know, were you like a four out of 10? Could you do a couple of things? And now you're a six out of 10, you can do a little less. What's going to happen in five years if you don't do anything? Maybe you're going to be an eight out of 10 and you're going to do even less. Yeah. And kind of like taking care of your car, if you do the maintenance before it gets really bad, you can keep, you can keep that going. Mm -hmm. Until it's like really, really bad. It's going to cost a lot of money and you may not be able to fix it. Yeah. So, we, we kind of like people to get in before it gets seriously bad so we can help them stay on track to be healthy. Mm -hmm. I love it. I actually, um, as a massage therapist, had a client recently that had um, stem cell treatment on his shoulder and it really, really helped him. Um, curious because, you know, a common ailment is issues with the neck usually because of the way we like to sit at computers or hold our phones. Um, and so, you know, over my years of being a massage therapist, I have noticed a considerable increase in um, neck problems, joint problems in the neck and actually the thumbs as well. But um, the neck, have you seen it work? Have you used regenerative or stem cell medicine on neck injuries? I haven't used it on neck or wrists or ankles because the bones are very tight together and there's a lot of fascia. And so it's really hard to get the fluid in between there in the right places. Mm -hmm. um, for neck injuries, I, I recommend massage and I also recommend using what I have available called frequency specific microcurrent. Okay. It's an electrical stimulation. A lot of people have heard of TENS where they mm -hmm. stimulate muscle pain. This is electrical stimulation like that, but the amount of electricity is so low that your nerves don't even register that it's happening. Wow. And there's two channels. One is whatever the, the cell type is. Is it bone, you know, your spine? Is it the tendons or the muscles, like your neck muscles? And then the other channel is what's wrong. Is it inflammation? Is it micro tears? Um, is it uh, calcification? Different things like that. And we run through a series we have a protocol that we develop for each person and we run through a series of those different frequencies um, to help them uh, get better um, and when i was in med school 
I had the opportunity to uh, treat somebody with microcurrent, to assist in somebody who was treating with microcurrent. Uh -huh. And the patient had been in a car wreck and their neck had gotten so stiff that they actually didn't look forward anymore. They looked off to the side. Oh, the neck was so stiff. Yeah. And this was, I think, the third or fourth treatment. And we ran through the protocol. It took about 45 minutes. And when we got done, we helped her sit up and she looked straight ahead for the first time in months and said, I think I feel better. After and one all treatment? Three us, all three of us burst into tears. We were just so grateful for this treatment. And that, that day I signed up for the, the, you know, the extra seminars and bought the equipment. And I was like totally sold on it. And I've seen so many great things with it. Wow. Yeah, I've used it not only just for pain. I've used it for diabetes. I've helped people with their neuropathy um, where they could feel in their feet again. Wow. Um, I've used it. Actually, I've used it for people who to help like tonify their pancreas and get their diabetes in control. Um, I've used it for a lot of different things. Anywhere that the body has cells that are out of whack, um, it, it can it can be an appropriate treatment. You just have to decide. Yeah, yeah. So you can use it for internal organs as well. Then, not yeah. just joints and the outer stuff. Absolutely. Any any cell type can be selected, and any. Um, condition can be selected. So if you get the right combination of what's going on, and even some of the frequencies are for emotional things, mm -hmm. you can, like, if somebody comes in and you know that they're, they've got, like, they've got neck pain, but they also have a lot of fear, we can use some of those frequencies to help calm down their fear as well. And oh, so, that's amazing. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff we can do with that. Yeah. Now those treatments like stem cell is not yet covered by insurance. Is that correct? Some some of the microcurrent is marginally treat is marginally paid if it's pain. Mm. If it's like neuropathy or diabetes or something, that's not paid. But if we have a pain diagnosis, mm -hmm. um, there is partial payment. Um, okay. So there's some and some there's some things we can do to help you know with a payment. Um, yeah. Plenty of different ways to help people you know pay for their for their healthcare. I don't want. I don't want the payments to be the barrier for them to get healthy. So we can work out a lot of different ways to make that work. Ah, oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, I wish, I wish every medical provider thought like that. Um, but you know, one person at a time, we're making headway. <laughs> it's, it's getting better. It really is. <laughs> It's a, it's a lot different than when I had the clinic in 2000. There's a whole different mindset than there was back then. People are starting to really want to um, take care of themselves and be in charge of their health. Yeah. And that you can see it. You can see people, you know, really stepping up and being part of the team. Yeah. I remember early on in my massage career, I would uh, refer my patients out to naturopathic doctors and the response I would get is so different from now. I say it now and everybody's like, oh, okay, give me a name. Yeah. Before it was like, what is that? I don't understand. They're just going to tell me I need to change the way I eat and give me a whole bunch of supplements and like, no, it's more. But yeah, it is definitely changing. I love that. Um, I also wanted to ask you, I have so many things to ask you, but we can't spend all day on here. Um, homeo, homeopathy? Homeopathy? Uh -huh. <laughs> different ways to say it. Um, homeopathy. What exactly is that? I know it's very confusing for a lot of people. 
It is. Um, homeopathy is an energetic medicine. It uses what we call the law of similars. And what happens is you take a plant, a mineral, or another natural component, and you look at what it would cause in its, I call it the raw state. Um, like if you took, there's a, there's a nut called Nux Vomica, and if you ate it, you would throw up. But when it's prepared in a homeopathic way, so there's energy only, and I'll discuss how that is in a minute, that will actually prevent you from throwing up. So you can use it for a nausea and vomiting remedy. And so how they do that is they take the raw material and they put it in a certain amount of purified water or alcohol. And then they, they actually pound it. And that's, they call it succussing. And what you're doing is when you pound it, you, you, the energy is transferred into the liquid from the raw material. And then you take a small portion of that liquid and you put it into another uh, liquid and you do it again. And you just do these, these succussions. And when you look at a remedy, there'll be a number on there. Like it'll say um, calc carb 6x or 30c or something like that. And that number tells you how many times it was succussed. Oh. Now, when you look at the remedies, like Arnica is really popular as a remedy. If you look at Arnica, like a 6x, the lower the number, the more it's going to work on a physical level. So that would be for pain, injury, trauma kind of thing. If you look at a high number, sometimes um, I'll give people a 200C. It's been succussed a lot. That works more on the mental, emotional side of it. And let's say um, I gave you Nat Mirror, which is homeopathic salt. Um, if I gave you a 200C, that would work to help people who have ailments, that are related to grief from some past family issue or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so depending on the potency, the potency doesn't mean it's like stronger. Like we think if you take a hundred milligrams of aspirin, it's, it's one way. If you dig 200, it's a lot stronger. It just works on a different level of the body in an energetic way. And certain, like for pain, I have three favorites that I use. One is Arnica and that is for acute injury, um, and pain and you take it right away and you, and you can just keep taking it. You, you aren't, you're, you're not going to overdose on it and you can take it if you're taking other supplements at the same time. But every time you feel the pain, you just take another dose and typically it's either a liquid or little pellets that you dissolve under your tongue. Yeah. And then gradually your body will quit giving you the pain message and you'll start slowly self-weaning and pretty soon you're not taking it. Um, Arnica is good for the acute then there's another one called Roost Tox, which is um, made from poison ivy, poison oak, sumac, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. And that one is for joint pain that gets better when you start moving around. Like if you wake up in the morning, you're really stiff, but a hot shower and getting going, it all kind of goes away. Um, Roost Tox would be the one to take. And I usually have people take that before they go to bed, but mm. they wake up with less stiffness. And the third one for joint pain is one called Bryonia. And that one is for pain that's worse movement. And so you don't want to go anywhere because the more you move, the worse it hurts. Mm -hmm. And so those are my three go-tos for joint pain. Specifically. Oh, nice. But there are hundreds and hundreds of these remedies. There's big encyclopedias on them. And if your naturopath prescribes a homeopathic and you go pick it out, a lot of times on the tube, there'll be one indication. It may say high fever, but they've given it to you for anxiety. Mm -hmm. It's still the right remedy. There's so many, every remedy in my encyclopedia is like six or seven pages long. 
Wow. And they can't put that on the tube, so they just pick one of the main ones. But when we do a homeopathic intake, we look at, like you said, the, the big puzzle. Yeah. And then there's all these different pieces, and then they point us to the right remedy. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan. And it, uh, like you said, it does work for a lot of different things. Um, what, it, what are some of the things that you personally use for yourself? Like just to keep your health up on, yeah, we're going to get personal here. That's, that's what, is the, what does the doctor use to keep her health in check? <laughs> um, my personal things are, um, I like to make sure I have enough energy. I like to really uh, take care of my adrenals because of the history I have. And I always take a multi. I think everybody should take a multi. The food that we eat nowadays, it just doesn't have quite the nutrition it did a hundred years ago. So we yeah. need to eat there. Um, even if we're eating, you know, whole foods and stuff, which I prefer, um, you still need a little help. And yeah. so I take that, I take a probiotic to help keep the GI tract in, um, running smoothly. I take, um, a, uh, I take a product for adrenals. I take that every day. Mm -hmm. And I take vitamin C for bone health. A lot of people have not used vitamin C for bone health, um, but there's some uh, research out that's showing that uh, osteoporosis may actually be a form of uh, scurvy, a form of not having enough vitamin C. Oh. And so calcium and vitamin C are, are actually really important for that. And it's also important for your immune function to keep your immune system. And being in healthcare, and you probably know this, um, you're exposed to a lot of people who are not healthy. Mm -hmm. And so doing things to keep your healthy, you know, your immune system in check is really important. Otherwise, you're not here and you're homesick and you're not seeing people. Yeah. So, those are the kind of things that I really do. And I also do, um, I use some, I don't prescribe these, but I have some essential oils that I use to help keep the energy balanced here in the clinic. Because, mm -hmm. you know, if everybody was feeling great and wonderful, they wouldn't be here. And, <laughs> you know, I don't want to share that energy between patients. Yeah. I want to keep that separate. So I, I do stuff like that too. Nice. Nice. So I take, I take supplements. I, I'm just as crazy as everybody else. And the other thing I do is um, I don't, well, I don't do caffeine. It just doesn't agree with me. Uh -huh. I also am real careful um, not to have sugar after lunch um, because if you have it for like, like a dessert at dinner or you eat ice cream at night or whatever, it, it stimulates the adrenals and other things. And then you have trouble going to sleep and then things start to get out of whack. And so I try really hard not to do sugar, including fruit after lunch. Okay. That's some great advice. Yeah. That's and really people good. People who are diabetics or pre-diabetics, that gives you plenty of time to process it before mm -hmm. you go to bed. Yeah. I love that. Um, what about, uh, are you still into meditation? I am still doing meditation. Um, it, I actually, I use it just to help you centered and stuff, but it also helps me um, really think about my patients mm. and what they need. And I, I will get inspired in a meditation for what a patient needs. It'll just come to me and I'll, I actually keep paper next to, to where I meditate. So I can quick write it down and go back to what I was doing. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Cause I, I, I'm not, this isn't just me, you know, there's, there's a lot of energy around and, and if I can be inspired to help somebody in a way that I hadn't thought of, I'm going to use it. I'm going to tap into everything and everybody who's around. So <laughs> That's awesome. Always thinking about your patients. It's great.
It's awesome. Um, so do you ever prescribe things besides supplements like meditation or exercise? Do you, do you ever find yourself prescribing? I do. I, um, for people with pain, which I see a fair amount of, mm -hmm. uh, the latest thing I've been prescribing is gentle stretching. Um, there's a lot of studies out right now that are showing if you do gentle stretching as opposed to vigorous exercise, mm -hmm. help loosen the connective tissue that's keeping everything tight and painful. Mm -hmm. And you don't get, if you do, if you're really tight and you do some vigorous exercise without warming up, you can get little micro tears and you actually feel worse. Mm -hmm. It helps um, not cause that. And it also helps the connective tissue stay fluid and smooth so things can move without being stiff or, or kind of clunky moving. And it helps you just not only move smoother, but have better balance and help you from falling and help you move without injury and help reduce pain. So I'm really a big fan of uh, stretching right now. Nice. Yeah. Massage is a form of stretching. Yeah. You know? Kind of like the lazy man stretching. Yeah, exactly. The work. <laughs> and so that kind of thing, I, I really think is important. Uh huh. Me, just things that are kind of moving the connective tissue and keeping that fluid. So yeah, yeah. Um, if you look at like Tai Chi or mm -hmm. yoga or um, or Nia, which mm -hmm. is on impact kind of aerobics, um, those are all really good. And you know things like. Tai Chi and Chinese medicine, they've been around for so many centuries, they've got it down pretty good. You know, right. They kind of they, they know. So if it didn't work, they would have stopped doing it a long time ago. And so those kind of things, very gentle, very easy. Um, you, don't, you, can, you can be as involved as you are able, you know, and you can tone down the movements if you need to. Mm -hmm. it, it just works on every level. And that's what's really nice. You don't have to be a super athlete to do any of those. Yeah. You can start right where you are and get benefit right away. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, you know, for my whole career, I've been telling people to, you know, stretch, stretch, stretch. Um, but you had mentioned uh, the new research that you had learned about stretching last time I talked to you. And it inspired me to just actually yesterday recommend like just wholeheartedly to sit down with some, with one of my clients and who I know hasn't been moving much and it's just manifesting in so many different ways. And I just said, Hey, just five minutes. Can you yeah. just for the next week, can you just do just five minutes? I'm not even going to tell you a routine to follow just like gentle stretches of all of your limbs of your back. Just nothing, you know, nothing that's going to hurt you, but just five minutes for the next week. And then if that feels good, 10 minutes and, um, yeah, I was inspired when, when you shared that with me about your own stretching routine. I was like, yeah, just stretching. You know, I mean, we're always like thinking we have to just, you have to start doing yoga all of a sudden, or you have to get into some like 20 minute stretching routine and just baby steps like, yeah. like you do with your patients in treating them. And, and you know, like you said, you don't have to be an Olympic runner immediately. Right be a biker, you know, like a cyclist to do 20 miles. You don't need to do that to get started from where you're at. And several of the body systems are actually depending on your movement. Um, like veins, arteries have muscle and they'll pump, but veins just have little valves. And as you move, your muscles actually move the blood back to the heart. And so if you're not moving, 
you won't get that that blood movement and you may see things like swollen ankles and stuff um things like your intestinal system it kind of it kind of uses your movement of the of the core to help with that movement of food through the system and so if you're just sitting all day producing stuff just kind of hanging out next thing you know you don't feel so good and just just like a walk at lunch is is really helpful and it also helps with stress too but um, it kind of helps a lot of different body systems just do what they normally do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Total health. And you're making it a joy. <laughs> yeah. um, is there anything else you'd like to share before we say goodbye? I think just not, not beating yourself up over where you're at and just yeah. say, you know, I'm, I'm here and this is good and I'm willing to move forward. And, I can, like you said, I can do it in baby steps. And just as long as you're moving forward little by little, eventually things will start to get into place and you'll feel a lot better. It doesn't take a massive amount of products or protocols to feel better. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the joy of health. You can do it without like going crazy. Nice. Yeah. And I think it's great to have a naturopathic doctor there guiding you through it. Um, so yes, thank you. Thank you for following your passion and for coming back to it after a little hiatus. Um, but it sounds like you got to know supplements really well, uh, in that break of being a doctor. And, um, I think that probably helps your practice now. Like you said, it was a blessing and everything happens for a reason, right? <laughs> Absolutely. It, and it, 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 it's one of those, um, professions that, I never thought it would ever be this way, but I wake up every morning. I can't wait to get in there and just start seeing what's new and seeing what happens. That's and, awesome. And I've never had a career where that was true. Oh yeah. Beautiful. That'd be terrible if you were a doctor and you hated what you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> that, would <be> bad. <laughs> that would be really bad. Um, so Mary, uh, especially now that you're going to be doing telemedicine, um, where can people find you online? My online website is www.joyofhealthclinic.com. Okay, awesome. And you're on all the social media page. Well, not all, but you're on social media. I, all that will be in the show notes for people to be able to find. Mm-hmm. Um, and people can either call the clinic or you can make appointments online through the website. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, Mary, for uh, being here today and sharing Uh, the joy that you just radiate, you really, really do. And um, giving some people some good pointers. Um, If you're not in Oregon and you can't see Mary either in person or via telemedicine, um, I really, really urge you to add naturopathic medicine to your wellness routine. It's amazing. And even if you are in a state that it isn't yet licensed, uh, there are still some amazing doctors out there that um, just because of their state restrictions can't get there yet but they know their stuff. Just do your research. Um, So thank you again, Mary. It was awesome. And um, I will be seeing you soon because I have an appointment in the future. (laughs) Well, thank you for having me. All right. Bye. You've just listened to Holistic Healing Connection with me, Amber Cook. You can find out more about me and other holistic healers, coaches, and practitioners at healingways.com. That's healing, W-A-Z-E.com, or on most major social media outlets. 
If you are a holistic professional and would like to be a guest on this podcast, please go to healingways.com to join. If you have been helped by holistic or alternative medicine, I'd love to help you share your story on this podcast to help inspire others. Please email us at info at healingways.com with the title podcast guest. And don't forget to come back every week for more holistic fun. Thanks for listening and have a beautiful day.